Welcome to Boy Boy Time Podcast. We're gonna get lady time, yeah. Oh, it's your boy, Boy Time Podcast. Coming in with the slam dunk of a theme song. Hi ho ho, it's me, Rudy Giuliani, back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Babby and Paul. Yes, I was here last week. That's right. Yeah, we made a joke about that last time, that it's we have an on-again, on off-again relationship with you. Yeah. That's okay. We're, we're back. Paul's back. We're back on Twitter. Dude, we are. That's right. The suspension is over. Um, so I, I'm no longer going to cyber-bully Joe Rogan, unfortunately. This is the second time this has happened. I would hope you would learn at this point. I have learned my lesson. <laughs> Are you I, I did call him a roided raisin it, on, in the first tweet <laughs> that I did. Great. <laughs> all I said, this is, I'll, I'll read you guys my tweet. I said, I'm back, probably going to ease off cyberbullying Joe Rogan for now. Twitter seems to have a soft spot for roided raisins. That's, That's pretty sick. That's it. I left it at that. If Joe Rogan wants to fight me in the ring, I would I would do it. Uh, we both have I the same amount that. of experience in MMA fighting, which is zero. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I could probably win. Right. Um, How do you think you get the advantage on him? Probably just kick him in the groin. I I mean I guess. Just start saying like some crazy stuff about aliens, and then he'll just like sit down like a child and just like, like <laughs> just start yeah, listening yeah <laughs> yeah uh i think i could probably do it very easily see what you got you gotta you gotta outthink the beast it's a reason why men can beat bulls in spain it's because they're men are stupid they know the bulls are stupider bulls are <laughs> stupider see this is what i'm saying it's all a big allegory but we actually this have the one time I was going to tweet too, and like <laughs> we were suspended. So. I know I was I was a little bit sad about that because that would have been a very good tweet. A banger tweet. We're going to talk about it later, though. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, because this is not the first time this has happened, but we actually predicted. Not yeah, we. this is a running theme yeah. for me. So not we. Babby has continually made correct predictions uh, when it comes to dates. And just, just random, numbers in just general. Numbers. You're, you're always right on everything, which is so weird. I shouldn't even try at this point. because It's like continuous. <laughs> it doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't. And it's weird. But we'll talk about that later. Um, but we actually have a Slam Dunk episode. We have um, a lot of gaming news. Not a lot. Uh, and then we have some show discussions. Uh, because we started Saul, Saul season six, first two episodes. We gotta talk about that. Beauty. It's our favorite show ever. Um, and I also wanted to talk about uh, Our Flag Means Death season one, the Taika Watiti gay Blackbeard show, because uh, I finished that today, and I thought I would give a little synopsis of, of uh, what I liked about it. So... We'll talk about that. Uh, did you watch uh, everything? No. Okay. Tomorrow. I know we were talking about that. 
Uh, yeah, we can do it next week. I think this week's a slam dunk anyway, so it might be too long. Yeah, to I think we have, we have enough. Yeah, uh, today was record store day, so I did not have time. Okay, that's fine. That is okay. We have enough to talk about. Um, but I also, I, I don't know, this was not intentional, but last night I threw on another A24 movie, and I gave it another five stars. This, uh, oh my god, he's becoming an hardy boy. That's crazy. I, well, he's converting. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into why I really like that movie. But I don't even know where we start. I guess Paul had a little bit of something. So we'll start with I Paul. Guess I did, yeah. A little bit of Paul news. Uh, because, you know, he's been gone, well, on again, off again. Uh, he's been doing his CDL trading to get his uh, trucking license. So I thought, you know, while we have Paul here, oh, yeah. give him the floor. He started this week. So how's that been going? Been going fantastic. The first day was boring class stuff. Didn't do anything. But after that, started hitting off. Literally, the first thing I did in a truck was go driving off onto the road. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, the instructor drove a little bit, but I pretty much instantly was driving on the road. And, hey, I didn't do half bad. I came within, like, five feet of a truck that had to back off a little bit. But other than that, not bad. I only hit two people. <laughs> well, it was your first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So is it mostly driving then? It's basically it's a nine-hour class with one of those hours being lunch, and then four hours of that is out driving, and four of that is on the concourse doing backing, which mm. because that takes a lot of practice to do. Yeah, I'm sure. And so it's a, they do a thing where, let's say you start off with a, backing and then you drive and then the next morning you drive and then back and then it flip flops oh okay well and so that sounds it's good been, it's been fun we both two or all of Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday all three of those days we had recruiters coming for mm-hmm. lunch and every single one of them brought lunch two of those were Casey's Pizza and one of those was Taco John's Tacos oh hey so I've been ate I've eaten very terribly this week so far, <laughs> Don't worry, that will all be remedied when you're on the road. Yeah, you will sure. eat nothing but, but gourmet, healthy meals while you're on the road. Gourmet Casey's sandwiches that have 100% of your daily sodium in one thing. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Well, that's good. You'll have yeah. to keep us posted how that's going. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've actually it. gotten pretty good at the driving and the backing. Well, hey. I've... I even went backing straight. There was one time where he was like, you know what? You're doing good enough. Go as fast as you can backwards. And hey, I did it three <laughs> times in a row, so. <laughs> Go as fast as you can. Which is not very fast. True. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds fun and exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have a pretty varied class, too. There's two people there who immigrated here from Sudan. Oh. And then there's an older woman who I'm pretty sure is in her, like, 60s. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple other guys there. It's a pretty varied class. Well, that's cool. It's like, oh, yeah. uh, like a Netflix television program. Oh, yeah. You even have the instructor who wears a, 
one of those uh, American shirts with like the, <laughs> I don't know, just really obvious American shirts. And, but for some reason, his, uh, I swear you could, you could cut metal with those nipples. They're always showing so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most noticeable thing about him. He's just, just excited about trucking. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> the, uh, this certified forklift driver was born. <laughs> Yeah. Type shirt. I want one of those for cut off sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. As it's starting to get a little nicer out, the cutoffs are gonna be preserved <laughs> fashion. It's pretty epic. Um that's exciting. A little nice life update. Um, oh yeah. But we actually have a lot of news to get through. So I'm gonna start oh, with gaming. It's everybody's Ooh, favorite parts anyway. I hate gaming. Me too. And I hate gamers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's not call out <laughs> people. We like to call them people who game, not gamers. Ah, sorry. You're, t- you're taking the personality out of someone. Sorry, my, my twit longer will be out since I can put one of those. Yeah, you can out. do that now. So I encourage you guys to look at our Twitter where Baby has left a very lengthy apology for that comment. Yep. But let's get started. Uh, do you guys know who Amy Hennig is? Who? Nope. Amy Hennig. Uh, she nope. used to work at Naughty Dog. Uh, nope. Up until recently. I think she left around Uncharted 4-ish, around there. Uh, she was the creative director for the first three Uncharted games. I think she mm-hmm. had something to do with Uncharted 4. I'm not sure. Um, but it is announced, uh, I guess. I guess I should probably give a little bit more backstory. Um, back when EA had the exclusive rights to Star Wars, it was announced that Amy Hennig uh, was making a Star Wars game with EA Motive, which was a studio that got shut down, um, and it was going to be kind of an Uncharted-esque Star Wars heist uh, game, which sounds fun to me, uh, but then that studio got shut down and then that project got canned. canned. Well, that project is getting picked up by Skydance Studios, who made The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, um, which is a very good game. Uh, so I guess Amy Hedig just went over there. I don't think it's going to be VR. I think this studio mainly does VR stuff, but uh, she's making a new Star Wars game there. I think it's the same one. Uh, also, she's making a Marvel game over there. So there you go. The, the, the nerdiest things she's she's going to go do she used to make fun of indiana jones games and now she does stupid disney shit things a nerd. i hate it but who knows it might be fine uh and then the other bit of gaming news i didn't know whether i should put this in who asked for this because i frankly don't know anybody who cares but among us vr is coming let's holiday go. 2022 oh, yeah. let's go <laughs> when is that coming out holiday 2022 Oh, yeah, it's so far. It is too far, frankly. That was a joke. We are very excited for Among Us VR. I am very excited. Uh, Ironically, kind of. I don't know. It's No. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be good. Okay. Um, The first game was a phone game that everyone memed to oblivion, and it is still funny somehow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then they announced that they're doing a VR game. And the trailer made it look like that 
the all of the like deduction that you're gonna be doing where like you used to be able to type in chat it looks like you're just doing that all with your hands where like you're pointing at someone to ac- accuse them <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be a clusterfuck uh, I love it yeah it's gonna be interesting um, so we got the bean footage as uh, beautiful the the Twitter uh, the one intern at Among Us VR twitter said that we got bean footage so there you go got bean footage that's actually it for gaming so oh sorry to hype it up i didn't really have a lot it was just uh the one thing and then among us which is kind of funny um but let's talk about shows let's talk about saw i guess uh i have saw first um because we watched the first episode and the second episode of saw uh, I think those are coming out Mondays, which is a weird day. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'll take it. So we have Saul Monday, Atlanta Friday. Barry, I think, is uh, coming out on uh, Tuesday. And that's going to be weekly. And I think it's going to be finishing up around... I think I said it was going to finish up on my birthday, which means it's a Sunday. So... We'll get there when we get there. But we've started Saul. Uh, what did you think of the first two episodes? Really good. I missed the show. I did too. There was no Cinnabon scene, though. No. That's my only gripe. Yeah. I just want to see good old Gene in the, the Cinnabon shop making funny cinnamon rolls and being <laughs> scared every time someone looks at him. I guess we, black should, and white. <laughs> we should preface... That every season of Better Call Saul usually starts with black and white footage of Saul after the events of Breaking Bad. Because uh, Better Call Saul is a prequel. But for the first, like, ten minutes of every season, we see what Saul's been doing after the events of the first show. Uh, and then this season didn't have that. I think we started, I'm pretty sure, that it was Saul's house. Um, yeah. Post-Breaking Bad. As Saul is... I guess spoilers for Breaking Bad. Since Saul had to like, watch. <laughs> yeah, since watch, watch it, watch it. But you know, since Saul had to change his identity at the very end, uh, then like the people who he worked with were like cleaning out his house and getting all of his, uh, you know, belongings. And that was the beginning of season six. And it wasn't in black and white. It was very interesting, but. You know, it really didn't ease back in. It's been like two or three years since the last season, and, uh, well, I forgot a lot of what happened. I I'd watched a recap video, because you, you told me to do that, and I said that was a good idea. So I did, but then I forgot a lot of what happened. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll start rewatching that now that I'm done with Our Flag Means Death. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. Uh, Kim maybe has officially broke bad. Saul's like halfway there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Saul broke bad a while ago, and now he's like easing back into not. He's easing back into not. It's weird. It reminds me of Ozark when like, uh, yeah, like Marty was doing it, and then Wendy like went off the hook and just like Mm -hmm. went full send, and then Marty's like, whoa, just take it easy, man. (laughs) We're trying to get out of this. That's kind of what I was uh, feeling. Yeah. That's that's a good parallel. 
But it's interesting because we know how Saul ends. We know yep. that he's going to break bad and ultimately uh, be the criminal lawyer, grubby little businessman that he is in Wait, Breaking Bad. You're, you're telling me he's Breaking Bad? You're I'm telling you that <laughs> he's going to break bad. It's, it's shocking, I know. Um, that is the unfortunate thing about prequels, is that we know how it's going to end. So there isn't any stakes when, like, someone holds Saul up with a gun. They're like, oh, you better get in the, I'm going to kill you. I'm like, yeah, he's not going to die, though. Like, we know The that. show usually does that, does that well, though. Like, there's, like, a comedy element to a lot of it. It's like, Vince yeah. obviously knows, like, you can't kill Saul, so let's make something entertaining out of it still. Well, that that's one of the strong suits, is that I care about the secondary characters just as much as I do Saul. We're like, mm-hmm. if Kim was in a situation like that, where it's like, I don't know, Kim's not in Breaking Bad, so... Yep. Like... And but, Nacho. And Nacho. Nacho, Nacho might die. I, <laughs> I think... Most, I'm like I, 99% <laughs> sure he will, but I'm hoping he doesn't. I hope so, too. He just wants to help his dad. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but Kim, I don't... Here's the thing, because she could still be with Saul in Breaking Bad, but she's just, like, not a part of that business. Like, she separated herself, mm-hmm. and she's just doing her lawyer thing. Maybe she's the king of HHM after they dethrone Howard. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, what her future is, uh, which is I why it's like exciting. I the biggest question mark. Yeah. Run the whole Where's series Kim? right now. Where's Kim going to go? Uh, is Gus going to win? I don't know. Who knows? Who I knows? hope he doesn't die. I hope he doesn't die by an exploding wheelchair. Mm. That would be the worst. That would suck. That would suck. But, yeah, watch Saul if you haven't. I know some people watch Breaking Bad and then they can't get into Saul. Um, watch it. It's just as good as Breaking Bad. You have to get past the first couple episodes. Because when he's dealing with the skater twins, that's kind of lame. But right after that, it just kind of right small. Up. Yeah, well, you got to ease into a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was still like, you know, Vince, I think he was, that was his first time working with Peter Gould. They were trying to find their, like, happy medium. It was like he had been working on Breaking Bad for five years, and now he's transitioning into a lawyer show. So it's like, there's obviously some transition there, and I think he's found it now. And I think that Vince is, like, barely involved like, from what I've heard, it's mostly Peter Gould at this point. Uh, kind of like like uh, in the second season of Twin Peaks, where it's like just Mark Frost. Uh, David just Lynch like ruins is just, it in the middle of the season. Yeah. That doesn't happen here. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Smooth transition. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, honestly, after this season premieres and it's on Netflix, I think that might be, like, the best way to watch it. Kind of like Breaking yeah. Bad. Because, like, I can't imagine, like, what it would be like just to watch this whole thing in one, like, time. Because that would, like, because they don't, like, you know, I guess they did do, like, last time on Saul. But, like, the storylines from season five at the very end, like, still carry over to season six. uh, Which makes it a little bit difficult Mm. since it's been a Like, this is directly after there's no time gap. Yeah, no. Where, like, The Wire, there's, like, <laughs> years go by in between seasons. Um, but, yeah, we still are not very far in season three. 
I think we're, we just finished season, uh, episode five today, but we had to watch two episodes of Saul this week, so we'll see how that goes. The Wire discussions will be getting less frequent down the line, I suppose, uh, as more shows are coming out. But that's okay. Uh, but while we're talking about shows, I wanted to briefly talk about Our Flag Means Death Season 1, uh, the Steed Bonnet show. Um, I was interested in watching this show uh, because uh, I am a very big Taika Waititi fan. Um, he's barely involved in this show. He directs the pilot, and then he just plays Blackbeard uh, throughout the show. So it it's good, but it isn't like a, a Taika Waititi show. It isn't like what we do in The Shadows, which doesn't have his influence, like, he's not involved with that either, but it feels more like a Taika Waititi show. But I wanted to talk about it, because I thought it was very good. Uh, the one thing is that I don't know exactly what, who the audience is. I, like, I liked it, but it felt kind of like Ted Lasso, where there's, like, an ensemble group of characters, and you learn to love them over the course of the show, but, like, Ted Lasso is for, like, millennials and uh, moms. Uh, even though I really like Ted Lasso, I don't think that's, like, a... I'm breaking the norm. And Grant likes it, but that's, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's like that. It felt like that. But then there's also, like, a bunch of, like... It, it's kind of gross, <laughs> Like, there's a lot of gore in it, which, you know, I like. I thought it was pretty funny when it's it's mostly played for, for laughs. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty funny. And especially since I know the Steed Bonnet story, uh, it makes it even funnier because <laughs> what they did to the story. And they actually play, like, pretty close to what actually happened uh, in, like, the big story beats. Um but I, so what happened to Steed Bonnet is that he left his family to become a pirate. He was a rich boy in England, and he decided I'm done. I'm done being a rich boy. I hate my wife and kids. I want to live a life of adventure. So I'm gonna buy a ship. I'm gonna get a crew, and we're gonna go pirate. And so that's what he does. He goes and pirates. Um, he eventually goes to like this pirate sanctuary where he meets Blackbeard. Um, and Blackbeard basically kind of tricks him and is like, hey, you're, you kind of suck as a, as a pirate captain. Why don't I go on your ship and I can teach you the ropes? We can do all the fun pirating things and we can just be like co-captains. Um, and then... You know, over the course of, like, a couple years, they do that, but then Blackbeard betrays Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet, he leaves him for dead on an island uh, with his crew, but then his crew managed to find another ship, and then they beach it, I think, and then the English capture him, and then he dies because he's, he gets uh, hanged. So that's the real story. Uh, basically, real Steed story. Bonnet, like, dies hating Blackbeard, and, like, seeking revenge till the very end. In this show, Steed Bonnet leaves his family, becomes a pirate, has a bunch of crew. His crew are all gay, except for one person. 
there's, there's one person that's not gay in the whole ship. Um, but that's pretty accurate, because, uh, you know, it's it's open seas. Um, I will and, always be by the canon that pirates are majority gay. I think that that's probably true. Like, you can't tell me you, you're dripping out that hard and you're in the middle of the ocean and there's just no women. And, like, you're, you're dripping <laughs> out that hard for, for your bros. Like, that. They actually mentioned that in the show, where it's like, no, women aren't allowed on boats because they uh, curse. It's a curse. Mm-hmm. They have crystals in their blood, and they're gonna attract the the kraken. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gay because I like men. I'm gay because I hate women. That's right. I, I think that <laughs> I think that's probably what happens. <laughs> um, but so it's this all these like gay men on a boat. Uh, I don't. They don't like show any sexy stuff, really. But there is like, they kiss each other, and like, they do like a lot of that. Um, and then Blackbeard finds them, and Blackbeard at this point is so depressed and sad, and he's like so bored of being a pirate. When he finds Steed Bonnet, he's like, "Wow, this is so different. He's a gentleman pirate. He has a library on a boat." which, if there's a storm, then all the books are going to fall off. Like, this is so impractical, but I love them. And then it's this, like, budding romance between Blackbeard and Steed Bonnet, where they learn to, like, <laughs> overcome their differences. And it's like, okay, that <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, like, it isn't like, it isn't played for laughs or anything, but it's like Blackbeard, like, going from this, like, tough you know, pirate who murders everybody, and then he just, like, starts making out with Steed Bonnet. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm fine with it. It's funny. Um, but then, like, they actually do bring up something that happened, because um, King George, I think it was King George, he was, uh, at, he was at war with the Spanish, and so he was like, all these pirates... Ah, I have such a big pirate problem, but I also have a big Spanish problem. So why don't I just recruit all the pirates, give them all amnesty, uh, give them all a, whatever, pardon, and then have them fight the Spanish. And so they do bring that up. And that is something that Steed Bonnet and Blackbeard both signed up for, and then they both left in real life. And that's what happens in the show, too. Um, so, yeah, when I, like the big plot point stuff of the story, the real story, they kind of get where Blackbeard gets on the boat, and then, you know, they don't kiss in real life. Well, they might have. I don't know. Um, probably not, because they hated each other. Um, but I highly recommend the show. It's very funny. Um, if you're into the Taika Waititi, a little bit dark humor, it, it feels like a, a ride around Jojo Rabbit, where, like, people do get shot and stabbed in that movie, too. But it's mostly lighthearted. Um, also, Tim Heidecker is in the show. Let's go. Yeah. In the very last episode, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's 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 good. I love seeing Tim Heidecker in other things, because he always plays, like, the dopey, like, dopey boyfriend or something, because he just looks like an everyman. Mm-hmm. So I get that Tim Heidecker guy. You never see Eric in anything. Eric's got, like, divorced dad energy that, like, still, like, checks up on his kids like more than he usually would <laughs> that's true he's less of like an everyman more I, of a very specific role i think eric is in that aziz ansari show master of none 
Oh. But that's the only other thing I've seen him in. I've seen Tim in, like, a couple things. Yeah, Tim kind of gets around. He gets around. Good for him. And he makes music, so. That's true. And he does stand-up. And he does stand-up. He um, does a lot of things. He does a lot. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch a stand-up special. I heard that it starts with him going on stage and messing around with a mic stand for 15 minutes. Um, And that sounds dumb. (laughs) <laughs> but like, kind of exactly what Tim and Eric is. Look, yeah, it's like I watched an entire series of Tim and Eric. That sounds like, you know, pretty good. Yeah, I think like the whole thing is a bit where like he's playing a pretentious stand up comic mm-hmm. and he's just like mad at the in like you know, <laughs> the people who work on the in the back. Like oh that sounds fun. And it's on YouTube, so I probably should watch it. But good show. Let's talk about movie news. Movie news. Everybody's favorite movie news. I'm making a theme song. I'm going to get guys on Fiverr to make theme songs for all of our segments. Yes. Because <laughs> I have cash for that. Okay, I didn't know whether or not to put this in who asked for this news, but I thought I, I already did this bit. Um, are you guys familiar with Minecraft? I love Minecraft. Dude, did you know they're making a Minecraft movie? They've been doing that for a decade. Well, they finally cast their leading man. It was supposed to come out this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, this time it's for real. Okay. Probably. Do you... Okay, who do you think they got playing Steve? Uh, Chris Pratt. That is a good guess, but not true. It is... Steve Buscemi. I wish. I wish it was Steve. Idris Elba. No, no, not Idris Elba. Ezra uh, Miller. Final answer. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we'll be seeing Ezra Miller getting cast for many things uh, going forward. No, but it, uh, it is a, another Justice League co-star. Mm. It is Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna shave his head? <laughs> no, it's animated. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. I need to see it. I wish it was live action. I want to see. I want to see that. Minecraft movie. Because I saw Jason Momoa's in it. Oh, no. Oh, no. It is live action. Yes. Oh, this is going to be horrible. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So they, they announced that it, uh, Jason Momoa, I almost said Idris Elba, uh, Jason Momoa <laughs> is going to be in the uh, Minecraft movie, and uh, yes. Microsoft is looking to make this a franchise. They're wanting to make yes. a Sonic thing, where they're going to be making a bunch of sequels. So, great. There you go. We had one good video game movie, and by good I mean <laughs> well, Sonic yeah. was pretty let's, palpable. Let's say and then solid. starts popping off. I, I wouldn't say good. I wouldn't call Sonic the Hedgehog one good. I yeah, would, I would like, call it fine. It's watchable and it's it watchable. succeeded. It's a video game movie that doesn't make you angry. Yeah, it's not Uncharted when Tom Holland is like the the main man. Let's not talk about like, Uncharted movie. That Tom is... Holland's like a little twink boy. <laughs> yeah, that's not him, Nathan like, Drake. The big buff, like Nathan Nathan Drake. That's weird. Although, okay, originally Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be uh, Nathan Drake, and that's a better cast. But still not good. It's better, but still not great. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was then changed to be Sully, 
which is uh, Nathan Drake's like like father figure. Which doesn't match at all. <laughs> no, it's him and Tom. That it's the worst casting ever. Um, and you know what's crazy? I saw today someone posted a screenshot from the movie, and Nolan North is in the movie. And that's the guy who voice acts Nathan Drake. And he's just in the movie. Like, get him. <laughs> he looks he's like right Nathan there. Drake. <laughs> I know that he doesn't have the star power. Yeah, nobody would watch the movie if it wasn't, no. like, a, a big-name boy. No. But, you know, Sonic did that. They got the person who plays Tails in the game to play Tails in the movie. Mm. Of course, they didn't do that with Knuckles. They no, they made Knuckles Idris better. Elba. They did. Idris Elba's better than whoever they got playing Knuckles. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I, <laughs> I just saw that uh, today, and then people were, like, really excited for it, and I'm like... Man, this is gonna come out in like five years. And I'm so ready for all these awful movies. We got freaking uh, the Mario movie. We got yeah. all these. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it sounds like Mortal Kombat's gonna be getting some new movies too. Because they got that one on HBO Max, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're seeing let's dollars." I see a theme. But let's talk about movies that actually are exciting. Because we got some Spider Verse news. I don't know <laughs> if you saw this. It might break your heart. I did. My my heart's already broken. So okay. Okay, that's fine. We got release dates uh, for part one and two of the Spider Verse Squeakwool across the Spider Verse. Uh, I guess they're closer together now, which I guess is something. That's a plus, I guess. That's a plus. Uh, I believe Spider Verse Two was going to be coming out holiday this year. If I am correct. Psych. No, that's fake news. It's now coming out June second of next year. Um, which is unfortunate. It's always unfortunate to see a delay. Yeah. But part two is coming out March 29th of 2024, which is like nine months away uh, after the, the first one. So we're getting them like back to back. That's good. That's good. I like that. Doing the Ozark strap? Yeah. Doing the Ozark. We're just Ozark comes out two. like right now, doesn't it? Side mm. tangent. Yeah, I think so. It might be out. It might be. Let me double check. Um, because, yeah, I saw that that was getting new episodes. I feel like The Wire might have to go on hold for a second part of that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it might. It might. Let me see. Um, it isn't out now. I think it's within this month. It might be like the 29th. Why? Stop guess. It was the 29th. <laughs> Stop guessing I just dates. Know things, okay? It's unreal. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be doing that next week. Um, but I need to talk about my artsy adventure in the A24 films. Um, I, it was an accident. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was an A24 movie until I started it. I was like, oh, okay. I'm probably not going to like this. Well, I was wrong. Uh, and the movie I'm talking about is Come On, Come On. Uh, I assume you have not heard of this. No. I didn't even <clears throat> hear about it. I heard about it only because people on Letterboxd were talking about it, which uh, usually Classic. is great. Um, but it had Joaquin Phoenix, and I do like I do like Joaquin. I think he is a very good actor. He might be the best right now since Daniel Day-Lewis is quote-unquote retiring. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, hopefully it's a lie, but we'll see. Um, Joaquin, it's him. Uh, he plays a radio 
post, and his shtick is that he interviews kids, uh, and it's like um, like big philosophical questions where he like tours the country, goes to like different cities and like gets in touch with different like daycares and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, have you thought about the future? What do you think about that? Or like you know big stuff like climate change, politics, culture, society. All that stuff. Uh, he's, he interviews kids. Um, and his sister has a nine-year-old son. Um, and her husband is bipolar. And I guess her husband moves out. And he's kind of struggling. So she needs to go help him. And uh, she's like, hey, Joaquin, can you watch my son for a couple of days? And he's like, yes, I will be in town in L.A. anyways, interviewing kids. And so the whole movie is walking and a kid. It's, it's up. It's, you Let's know. go. This is a format that I absolutely know is, like, becoming to become, like, a shtick. And unfortunately, I fall for it every single time. Uh, it is, like... Just easy bait. It's, it's my absolute favorite thing. Um, Up, Hunt for the Wilder People, Last of Us, uh, God of War, God of War. <laughs> all of them are old, grumpy. It's all the same thing, but it's great. It's all the same, and I love it. I, it is my absolute favorite thing on planet Earth, and this by far is the best way I've, I think I've seen, and I think it deals a lot with mental health, having the the husband being bipolar the son is a little bit you know it, he shows signs of maybe being a little i don't know like he might have like split personalities or something but uh it's just like joaquin and this kid learning to reconnect because they have not talked to each other much um joaquin was against his sister getting with this guy because he knew that uh the, the husband, played by Scoot McNary, who I absolutely love. Um, he knew that he had bipolar, so he's like, you don't want to get with this, he's only going to be trouble. And then his sister's like, ah, you are bad. And so then they, they stopped talking for a really long time. And uh, it was only just like, hey, I called you because it's the one-year anniversary of her mom dying. How are you doing? Oh, you want me to watch your kid? Okay, fine. So it was just kind of, yeah. It was a spur of the moment. But the whole thing's in black and white because um, it's an A24 movie. And, Duh. Duh. Um, but, you know, I, I highly, highly recommend it, uh, obviously. I think it is a perfect film. Unfortunately, it's only on Showtime. So, sorry. Ew. I know. I only have it because the Hulu Spotify thing gives me Showtime oh, yeah. for free. So I was looking through my watch list and I'm like, oh, I wonder if that Joaquin movie's on anything. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. But, but what's cool is, I, I will just say this um, about the movie. I don't want to go too much into plot details, but there's a lot of clips thrown throughout the movie of Joaquin interviewing kids, and those are real clips, and they're real kids. They, like credit them in the credits of being like hey here's all of the community outreach things that we use to talk to these kids and the whole time the credits are, are playing it's like clips of what the kids are saying uh with these like big topics 
and I think they're from Detroit, New York, L.A., and New Orleans. So they're kind of, like, from all over the place. Um, but, yeah, very cool aspect of the movie. I really like it. Uh, and it's pretty good. Uh, you know, not, not too, uh, you know, there's no gore or anything, so even your old man can watch it. So that's good. And that's just all. That's it. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching A24 movies. I might, just because I, I'm in a rabbit hole of finding masterpieces, and it's, it seems you got like the same a, issue right now. That's crazy. I know. I feel like a dumb idiot. Married. <laughs> We're like on a parallel right now. <laughs> I know. I just thought I'd bring it up because I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. like Babby doing the art rock stuff, and yeah, now exactly. I'm doing it. Although A24 is not like, it's not super nerdy. There are like. Twitter groups that are like film nerds are in there though it's the same kind of like it's like a higher level to it and people can get very annoying about it yes that was I saw a review for everything where it said uh, (laughs) watch this movie now before film Twitter tells you it's overrated (laughs) like yep yep (laughs) yep yeah Yeah, the, the same thing with Letterboxd and Rate Your Music it's the same thing it's like It'll be, like, some great art, and then there'll be that one dude, and they're like, this is the most overrated garbage I've ever heard. Yeah. Which, we'll talk about everything next week, but... Yep. That's not overrated. That's for sure one of the best movies. I got my ticket for tomorrow. Epic. I won't say anything. No spoilers, but she does die in the end. Frick. (laughs) I haven't seen, like, barely anything. I have, like, a very, like, vague... um, I know it's a multiverse thing. Yes. That's about all I know, and I'm like, all right. That's fine. I would not, I'm not going to tell you anything more. I think, I, I knew, like, less than that. I knew that, like, it was something weird. Because I saw the trailer for it when I saw I saw, ad. like, 15 second ads. or okay. six second ads. That's pretty much all I've seen. Okay. Yeah. I think you'll like it. I don't know. I like most things. You so. like most things. We'll see. Um. It's not super artsy, but you do like artsy stuff. Yeah, no, that's, you're, that's you're not a big, an issue with You're me. a big lynch man. I am that man. Um, but yeah, that's it for movies. We'll move on to music. We have a couple things. I I actually have something. I don't know mm-hmm. if, if you've uh, you've watched it, but I don't need to go right now. I can you can go first. Okay. I'll just wrap cool. it up. Yeah, we have a couple music things this week. Just a couple. Just a Not couple. much has happened. No. Nope. Um, nothing, nothing. Nothing big. Happened. No. Um, although I, I just I want to say I called it that. that that's you did I'm start off with that. I you called did. it. I said May thirteenth last week. Yep. Um, I I was a fool, and I said June second, or June sixth. I forgot what I, I said. I don't know. Whatever the Friday would no, be. No, I that. said June thirteenth because I wanted him to to like oh, yeah. really delay it. Like, really, really reach to the really last Really push it. Yeah. Yeah. This dude only releases albums in the spring, though. So Okay. I should have seen that. Coming. I think Good Kid was in October, but every other release has been in spring. Okay. Um, so the other two albums. Oh, three yeah. albums. Yeah. March. Crazy thing is uh, T-Pab was March 15th. Damn was April 14th, and this one's May 13th. Do you think? Those no. were, like, descending <laughs> as the months go. Do you think that's intentional? I doubt it. I think it's just a weird coincidence. Because I thought that, well, March 13th was like, or what is it, March 15th was like important to, is that like Tupac's birthday? Or is that his mm, birthday? 
His birthday is June 17th. Oh, I don't know. It's not because it's Bab Jab's birthday. That's right. I think it's a Christian thing. Is um, it? Yeah. And then Dam was something else, wasn't it? Dam was Easter weekend, I believe. Or Good Friday. Yeah. Yeah, good. Because then people thought an album was releasing on Easter, and then yeah. five years later it never came out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he is back. Kendrick is back officially. Um, Yahoo. The album title as well, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mr. Mondo and the Big Spappas. Mr. Mogus and the Big Sussers. Um, yeah, so he, I, I, I work in the office Monday through Wednesday, so I didn't know about this until I got home at 6 o'clock. Oh, really? Like, oh. Hi. I, cool. sent you, I sent you a Discord message as soon yeah, as I Discord saw it. Yeah, my Discord messages don't show up on my phone for some reason. Oh. But. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. Because uh, I, <laughs> I follow him on Twitter, and I got the notification. I'm like, yep. oh, no. What's this? I was waiting for the one day that it would <laughs> finally happen. Like, this is like following a dead person. It's like nothing ever happens on there, but like, <laughs> boom, the one tweet. He was just yeah. replying to someone that said, like, uh, Kendrick like, Lamar is officially retired. Yeah. And, and then, then he, just posted uh, that. he posted the yeah it's just the name the of the album and then the release date and I saw the yep. date and I'm like, baby you guessed this last week how do you keep doing this? <laughs> There's something <laughs> in my brain I don't know what it is. You're a psychic I think. That's I, what I it is. when I go to Vegas I'm I'm winning big. Okay? That's true. So that's right. Roulette's my game. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, he did the he did like the Michael Jordan I'm back statement as the, the album <laughs> announcement, which is very smart. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we have a lot to work with here. Uh, we got a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, we will be having a reaction to it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but name, uh, very different than what I thought. I didn't have any name in mind or like anything since he hasn't given us anything to go off of. But well, we knew I, Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's, yeah, Oklahoma's the only thing we've really gotten. Yeah. Um, but my initial thought was like, okay, live band. That's the first thought that came into my head. Yeah. It was, it, it strikes me as like a doo type yeah. group. Yep. And we heard the rumors of like rock and roll. So I'm thinking we could maybe get like a 60s doo rock type sound. I'm, think, um, I'm thinking maybe a Chloe in the next 20th century, but. Uh, maybe like something like that where it's throwback more recent yeah yeah that one that one's a little bit older but like yeah you know something like that i could see something like that um which would be definitely I, different but none it of would be different are the same i'm expecting something absolutely like completely different from him yeah. since it has been five years um i i feel like there is a trilogy from good kid to damn so this is like yeah. a new Era, new label. Which is, well, this one's still on TB. TB this is his TB. last with TG, but he's doing all the promo through PG Lang. So yeah. he's 95% out the door. The only thing that TD has is literally is the, the release. The release of it. Yeah. Um, but I, it feels weird that it's actually happening now. <laughs> I know. It's been five years. Um, I've graduated high school and college and found a job and moved three times since damn came out that's crazy three times so <laughs> that was the what you were saying that like brockhampton founded brockhampton and broke up was founded released an entire discography <laughs> and then broke up before kendrick released another album although that turned out not to be true because they do have a new album coming out 
which I guess... Are, yeah, but this, they played their last show. They did. They played their tonight. last show before Kendrick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Big news. Uh, big news. Um, yeah. I feel like Matt, like, keeping expectations in check, I think... My early prediction is going to be people aren't going to like it at first because I think he's going to do something very different. Yeah. Um, I feel like Range Brothers and stuff was kind of like a a precursor and like, okay, he's trying a lot of different things. He's definitely uh, doing something. Mm-hmm. With, well, we'll see how much... I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what the reception was, the family tie-ins and Range Brothers. It was very positive. Okay. I, I didn't really like family ties... Um, I mean, Kendrick was all right in it, but I thought it was a little bit too all all over the place for me. But Range Brothers was pretty fun. I liked them. Yeah. They were just two fun tracks. They're they're yeah. they're going hard, um, which is fine. But you know, mm-hmm. it was just like not what I especially wanted from Kendrick coming back. But I recognize that those are baby Keem tracks. I like that he just had fun. Like I like hyping that too. up this comeback is yeah. going to be kind of the death of him. And people take Kendrick so seriously at the end of the day, like, I want him to just make an artistic statement on what he does. People get mad when he doesn't do some overarching, like, crazy crap. Um, Yeah. So I'm hoping it's just, it's going to be some grand artistic statement because it is Kendrick, and this is the only artist in the world that can do these, like, very overt, widespread things where people will listen and dig deeper. Um, Yeah while the album still sells number one and, like, goes platinum in the first week. Mm-hmm. Like, no other artist can do that. A lot of other artists deserve that treatment, but they don't often get it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, we've seen outfits. We've seen... He's filmed a couple of music videos. Those were from, like, last year when he was, like, floating on the water and, like, the beach. Um, oh. There's the one with him on the telephone with the bike and stuff. So. Okay. It feels very nomadic. It feels very organic. So I'm definitely expecting live sounds. I'm expecting more atmosphere. Um, I would love if he went drumless. Uh, mm, I know. Yeah, abstract hip hop is kind of veered towards not heavy drums in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's worked very well to get stories across. And I think that'd be a super awesome atmosphere. But we'll see what he does. Um, I'm ready. I think we're gonna get the heart part five. Uh, or whatever he's going to call it. I think we're going to get that probably next week. Um, Are you saying I think he, the week before th- the album comes out or this week? No. It's going to be probably next, or uh, the 29th probably. Okay. I just um, want your prediction to be solid so that we all know when it's going to come out. Thank you. Yes. I think he'll do, he might do a single. I'm I'm not sure yet. You think it's going to be feel part, like... part five and then a single on top of that? Yes. Okay. I feel like they'll be a week apart. It could um, be. That's kind of what he did with Damn. Um, I think I think with all the hype surrounding him. I, I mean, I would not like a single, honestly. I would mm-hmm. just like the heart. Yeah. Because the heart kind of puts where he's at. Um, it usually gives, like, a good idea of what production's going to sound like. Yeah. But I would like to keep it, like, ambiguous after that. I don't know if I need a single. I want to experience the whole thing. Well, if you want, we can ignore the single. If it comes out... No way I'm ignoring the single if it okay. comes out. That's the issue. Okay. Okay. I would be willing to, to give yeah, it up I can't and do, do the whole myself. album. Okay. I can't do that to myself. I, I'll Unless it to comes it out too. like the Wednesday of the album's release. 
Because I know sometimes yeah. people will release a single the week of the album. But uh, here's the thing with Kendrick's singles is that sometimes the single isn't what we get on the album. Like with I. Yeah. You might do something like that where it's completely I can see that. weirdo mode on mm-hmm. the album. And then it's just like a pop song. Or not uh, not a pop song. But the like poppier version of it is as the single. Yeah, that's the thing with T-Pab is people didn't like the singles. Like yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and I get then it that. turned out to be the best album ever created. But yeah, uh, yeah, people didn't like I. They thought I was really poppy, and then people thought Blacker the Berry was like incredibly tone deaf at the time. Because <sighs> I, I don't know if I agree with that single even coming out. Um, it's a weird single. It is because you need the context of the record to fully understand it. Yeah. I mean, it's a very potent statement outside of it, but I think with all the stuff going on around, because that was like 2014, 2015. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of tension happening Mm -hmm. still is happening that kind of started the rising tension that hasn't died down at all um but people did not appreciate that song until the full record came out um no those are weird i remember when i was like everybody loves humble i love humble Um, it's everyone's favorite song yeah yeah that one makes sense as a single though oh yeah for sure i guess i mean that song is over a billion plays yeah that is a lead single for you. That's a lead um, single. Like, it would have made sense to do, a, like, a King Kunta on T-Pad. Yeah. Like, that, that one's, like, that a standalone a song that yep. you can just jam to without the context of the record. I feel like he wanted that with T-Pad, though. He wanted to be conflicting. It could be. Just because, like, I mean, that record is so, like, you need to listen to this and get into it. Yeah. Um, he forced attention. But I don't know. I have a very big feeling that this one's not going to be commercial at all. I feel like he's going to be artsy. I mean, it could be. More artsy than it usually is. It would be fine. As long as it sounds good. Oh, it'll sound good. I guess we'll see. Well, we'll see. Yeah. And that's the big news this week. That is the big news this week. Um, Another artist announced that they're dropping on May 13th as well. Oh, no. Uh, The Smile is coming out May 13th. (laughs) Oh, I don't think there's a lot of crossover there. No, but those are two very uh, highly, you know, highly rated artists dropping on the same day. Um, So The Smile is dropping their album. It's not a self-titled like I thought it was. It's a light for attracting attention. Um, The cover art is gorgeous, so... It's not the Christmas colors. It's not the Christmas colors. Um, I, I mean... I love Stanley Donald's work, so I'm biased, but I think this one turned out really, really good. Um, it it kind of fits with those singles we've gotten so far. There's 13 tracks, so more than I thought it was going to be, even though there are, I think there's five singles out for it. Oh. Um, but I, I think it'll be a fun record. It'll be chill. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's obviously getting second spin on that day. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was kind of a, a, a weird move to be like, hey, May 13th. I mean, they obviously didn't know and they have it set in stone, but it's like, hey, here's some of the most critically acclaimed artists of our generation and Tom York, uh, Radiohead, and Kendrick Lamar dropping on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, excited for that one as well. I think Jid was about to announce this week that he's dropping on May 13th and then he saw that Kendrick announced and then he said something and he's like, I'm not announcing it anymore. So I think he literally got forced to push his back. Because now nobody's going to want to release on May 13th. Well, no hip-hop or, like, R&B stuff. You don't want anything coming out on May 13th. Nothing big. I think the underground kind of stuff, like, like the smile's going to be fine. 
yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not underground. That's going to be huge for the rock space. Right, but they um, aren't going to be competing with Kendrick, really. No, not really. Yeah. But we'll see how much he sells first week, because album sales are a lot different than they used to be. Yeah, I don't know. When it comes to first week stuff. Yeah. We'll see how much he can pull in. We'll see. But yeah, so it finally happened. Um, yeah. So we will keep you updated as things happen. Hoping to at least have some snippet of something next week to report on. Unless he just not, doesn't do anything and then just... I mean, there's three weeks, so there could be another gap week, but I yeah. feel like I feel like if he announced the 18th on Monday, he'd want to say something, like, next week. You would think. Not like people are going to forget, but... No. I mean, I guess we'll have to see... What's interesting is that he still has this, the TDE thing, like, attached... Like, I don't know how much oversight they have in it. Zero. Yeah, but, like, they according to, zero. like, the release stuff, as it's, like... I'm sure Kendrick had a lot of, like, you know... They don't usually meddle with his artistic vision. But, like, whether they're, I mean, like, you have to have a single out. Business. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Like, they might have something to do. It would be interesting to see how this compares with his future stuff. Now that he's on his own label. And yeah. he might just, like drop albums like with the and that's interesting because TDE is releasing it but like full marketing rollout everything is full PG Lang so I would imagine that they would like allow or not allow a single whatever they want True. I mean yeah I don't know we'll have to see how this goes next couple weeks but we're in the midst of the biggest rollout of this year though so uh, yeah for sure very fun yeah. um, we'll see People were saying what features they wanted and stuff. Like, have you all not listened to Kendrick albums? There's barely any rap features on these things. I want, uh, I want Sufjan and... I want Sufjan Stevens and... Thundercat. Uh, that'd be kind of sick, though. <laughs> yeah. I would like that. I but. need, like, an orchestral, like, Kendrick album. Just, like, give me string sections, give me horns, give me, like, a whole, like, 110-piece orchestra. That's what it's kind of making me like think of when I'm thinking of like you know cool in the gang stuff like that where it's Mm -hmm. main person and the blank they're usually like I'm thinking of like celebration and everyday people like those are big big band pop doo-wop stuff and yeah we'll have to see this is it's an interesting thing because it the name makes it sound like it's going to be like this upbeat little doo-wop thing but Everything, it never is. It never is. Like, yeah. all of his socials are black. Like, just the color black. The PG Lang website is, like, so corporate. It's, like, yep. just folders. <laughs> and then yeah. the, the announcement is just a black folder with no, like, text on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the message about him not being on a phone at all. It, it's yeah. going to be very nomad-like, like I think. It's going to be very... There's this clash. Organic. Yeah, or it's it's the corporate, and then it the, seems, it seems primitive because like even that site feels like early internet when right. things weren't so complicated. Yeah, <laughs> so it seems it's like, like it's a, a very map. very clean, organic, traditional type thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's interesting, just like the little bit we have trying to figure out what it's going to yep. be. Um, man. It's crazy stuff. We'll have to see how it goes from here. 
user. I don't even know how we're going to react to that. I'm we're just going to be like, whoa, crazy. Um, but yeah, that will be coming. That kind of like overshadowed everything else this week. Um, but there is a lot of stuff this week. So. Riddle me this. How was King Gizzard? How was what? King Gizzard, I said. Very good. I listened to about uh, half of it. Omnium Gatherum. Yeah, it's a it's, it's an hour and twenty long. minutes. It is yeah. very long, um, but they released it. This is their twentieth studio album. When did um, they start? Twenty twelve. So okay. ten years, twenty albums. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> insane. Um, but so the first thing I want to say is this not is not a B sides record. You dumb idiots! Stop calling it a B sides record. That's really hurtful to artists that are actually crafting songs still, and they're not just throwaways because this is not throwaways. Is that Obviously, what people are saying about this? Freaking album. Yeah, every time like it's like gumboot soup in this one when they when they call them like recap albums, um, or when they just don't have like a thematic element to it. Everybody's like, "Oh, these are just B sides or whatever." Um, I mean, it it sounds stupid. like it's more proggy than. I've, it's very jam bandish. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's like the through line through all of it is everything feels like they're just jamming out in the studio. Um, mm-hmm. So this thing is very fun. It's very groovy. Um, there's a ton of different stuff going on, but like it all just feels, you just groove to it. Um, I was just having it on while I was working. I'm like, man, this, this bangs when you're just like having it on. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we did get the third single this week, like on Monday. Um, oh. and then the album came out right away. So that wasn't really like a lot of time to breathe with that. But, uh, we've heard dripping tap and magenta mountain, uh, Kepler 22 B was the new one. Which are just um, the first three songs. Those are just the first three songs. <laughs> <laughs> so they just did that. Yeah. Um, but Kepler's pretty cool. Uh, there's a there's a couple of tracks in this record that are very, like, neo-soul almost. Like, neo-soul, like, groovy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a very King Gizzard way. Uh, there's just, like, certain parts of the track that sound like it, but that's very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's There's some thrash metal in here. Um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. I love Gaia. Gaia's awesome. Uh, like, right back into uh, From the Rat's Nest. Um, brought it back. The cool thing is, like, they're taking their styles from previous albums, but they're adding things from other albums into those songs. Like, Gaia yeah. isn't straight thrash metal. There's, like, breakdowns. Um, and it goes into, like, a more proggy section. And then yeah. goes back into it. But uh, Gaia's sick. I love how, like, heavy the mix is. Um, and then those like moments of like clarity and like lighter, uh, things in the middle are really great. Um, Amber Grease, like super funky. Um, this is one of their like most out there songs. I would say that if the next track didn't exist, um, but Amber Grease is really, really great. It's like really funky and smooth. Um, I feel like these guys can do anything at this point. Yeah. I mean, never what I thought, like they would make something like that. Uh, same with Sadie Sorceress. This is like a Beastie Boys rap song. Uh, oh. About a witch. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because it's King <laughs> Gizzard. Why yeah. not? It's a witch. Um, I feel like or one of the band members' grandmothers does like the little like old lady voice. She's like 96, and they had her on it, which is cool. Um, but the, the beat actually goes hard. I thought it was going to be a gimmick thing. But, like, it sounds like a 90s, like, hip-hop beat with the drums. Yeah. Like, that, those weird, like, reverby things in the drums. Um, but it was fun. I mean, this whole record is, like, don't take it seriously because it's just, like, have a good time. Despite the cover art looking so, like, this is, like, big. 
yeah. this is this epic grand statement. And it it's looks just really like a, like an Asia, where it's like these like yeah. super complicated albums, yeah. just like pop music, or like a Tool album. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that is not this. This is just a good time. Um, Evilest Man is pretty sick. I, I love how noisy the guitars get on here, and then they're taking stuff from Butterfly, like those synthesizers, um, mm-hmm. and mixing them in. Uh, so that one's really great. I feel like a lot of their subject matter is still staying on climate change. Uh, Evilist Man's like uh, corporations and like fake news, yeah, um, which is a cool subject matter. Garden Goblin was the only one I didn't like on the record, um, but I haven't listened to it too much, so it, it could grow on me. It felt a little too silly. Um, <laughs> I think that's as far as I got. I think I got okay. to the Garden Goblin. I'm like, I, I, I need to take a break. I need to chill. <laughs> maybe, maybe that one. I don't remember that one very much. So maybe I don't either. I, I just remember not liking it for some reason. So okay. it might have to grow on me. Um, I mean, I will say for an hour and twenty minute record, it doesn't seem that long. But that could just be no. because it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, but blame it on the weather. Feel, blame it on the weather. Sounds like I've like what paper mache dream balloon would sound like. We haven't heard that record yet, so I'm just guessing that's what it would sound like. It's what this album sounds like that I haven't listened to yet. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like the cover art, where it's like this very like, like Beatles esque, yeah, or like Beach Boys esque like sound, sure, um, mixed with like some shoegaze stuff. So it's like very noisy guitars. Um, yeah, th- this record's pretty pretty sick. I, I think this is their best in a while. Um, well, I, I don't know Butterfly what their 3000 last album was. Out. That was the well, last one. Stuff, other uh, than the Butterfly, LW, KG. I would say this is their best since Infest the Rat's Nest, probably. Is that their, their metal one? That's the thrash metal one, yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, that one's a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm not a big metal man. Yeah. So I, probably I mean, that's the thing with King is, though, is you get literally you get everything, everything, and yeah. nothing is excluded. Like, even even their rap songs and their now like funk direction that they're doing. Hey, I'm all I'm all for their different stuff. Yeah, they they, they I, experiment so much. They really do, and I think this like definitely shows because this is their twentieth record, and they're still doing stuff that they haven't done before, and it doesn't sound like it's just rehashes of old material. Yeah, um, it's crazy. They it they is crazy. Work hard. I, their consistency's like great. I don't know how they keep coming up with these new ideas. Like they've been, like I feel like they invented like some kind of like Australian funk now, because <laughs> I've never heard anything that's like that. But it sounds so familiar in the way that like funk songs go. But, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. This record's a blast. It's it's just a jam fest. Um, there's not like any deep meaning or like through through line of a story like there are in other records from them. It's just like here's what we got in the studio. COVID was over. We were able to record in the same area. Um, we're just going to jam out. And then this is what came out of it. Which, which makes great. sense. It makes yeah. sense. I did pick up uh, Made in Timeland today at the record store because they had a copy. Made in Timeland is not on streaming. Oh. I think it's their record they made last year. I don't know why it's not on streaming. Oh. But it's two 15-minute songs, so oh. I'll probably listen to that for next week. Made in Timeland. Yeah. I think that was uh, their festival like name, and Psychedelic. there was a record to go along with it. I just don't know why it never came out. The only thing it says is that it's the 19th studio album by Australian psychedelic rock band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. It's the it's the forbidden album. 
are they psychedelic rock? Oh yeah, for sure. I guess I don't know how I would characterize them. I, I think at their everything. core they're psychedelic rock. I guess nowadays yeah. I don't know. They're, they're like everything. I don't know. Yeah, nowadays the, they're everything. Yeah. But I think if you if you like break down all their songs under a microscope, the majority of them are going to be psychedelic rock. Yeah, I think that's true. With some exceptions, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, good record. Um, I, I have to listen to it more, but like it's just great to have on. Um, this would be a good one for final. When it finally releases, sometimes they have them ready on like the day of release. This one, not so much. Well, record store day. Was, oh wait, that's the day, isn't it? That was today. Yeah. Didn't see it. I think it comes out in the fall. Probably. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Push a T. Oh yeah. It's almost dry. It came out. I think he announced this the same day Kendrick announced. So it was, it was a little crazy. Um, <laughs> we had the two big dogs saying yeah. when their album was coming out. He gave very little notice. It was Monday, and then it came out uh, Friday, so we didn't even get to report that the release date happened. It just happened. Yeah, it just right? happened. Yeah. Um, but it was almost dry, 12 songs, 35 minutes. Um, it's good. I have to say that. Uh, okay. Is it better than Daytona? I don't think so. Um, <gasps> no, Daytona's, Daytona's built different. It's only like 20 minutes, but it's, I don't know. That, that whole 2018 run was nuts. Um, I, I will say the Pharrell and Kanye like face off of production here is great. Um, Pusha T has the biggest flex in the world, just having full <laughs> access to these two producers. Yeah. Um, I will say Pharrell uses the same 808 on every single song. It's like the man found one good drum kit and just like kept it for the whole record. Is I don't know like if that's necessarily a, a bad thing, but it's like, why would you use the same one on every single beat? <laughs> It sounds good, man. It does sound good. It's just like I noticed it like almost at the end. I'm like, is this the other song? It's like it sounded the same. Um, but I feel like this is going to be have to grow on me more. Like it was nice first listen, but I'm like, this didn't blow me away like Daytona did. Mm. And Daytona's production mixed with like the bar fest that is pushed to you always was just like it was too good of a combo. Yeah. Um, and I think that album worked a lot better when it was seven songs and every song was under four minutes and it just got to the point. Um, and it was just really, really great. This one's a little bit more drawn out. Um, he's doing a lot of different things. He's doing some different chorus stuff now. Um, he, he's dropped the uh, ad lib and he's replaced it with a Joker laugh. Oh, good. Which is very interesting. I was not ready for that. Um, but I mean, this this album is his Joker arc, basically. So yeah. he's he's got these very expensive beats by expensive producers, um, rapping about cocaine in ways that he hasn't. Even though he's been rapping about cocaine for about twenty years at this point, he still has new things to say, uh, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah, I think I think on a Hot Ones interview, he said like people don't get mad at Scorsese for making only like gangster <laughs> movies. Um, so it's like, why are you getting mad at me for only rapping about cocaine? I'm like, that's a good point. That's, that is a good point. Well. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but I will say Dreaming of the Past is absolutely incredible. Like, that is one of the best Kanye beats I've heard in a long, long, long time. Even better than uh, Donda 2's? I think it's better than everything off of Donda 2 and, like, 99% of Donda. Oh. Like, this beat's next level. Um, but, yeah, that song goes crazy. Kanye didn't need a feature on the back end. He did the stupid, like, I'm going to record a verse on an iPhone and then 
not re-record it on a regular mic, and then I'll mix it into the track. Nice. I don't know why he does this to himself. It's really that. stupid, and I wish he would just get in the booth. Um, <laughs> like, Dreaming of the Past would be, like, one of the best songs this year, and then, like, Kanye just comes on, does, like, a 30-second verse, and then ends the track. Like, you didn't need to be on here. <laughs> At least record your vocals on the same mic that Pusha T used. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, his verse was pretty good, besides, like, the whole, like, you know, the, he's still on his, oh, my family's falling apart thing. Oh, um, is he? On our album about cocaine. I'm like, come on. Kanye, drop get it out of here. <laughs> right now, drop it. I mean, I understand that this beat is, like, absolutely next level, but stay off the track, please. Yes. Um, just so you remember, I think has a John Lennon flip for the oh. sample. Um, it's crazy. It's not like, it's a John Lennon cover, so it's not actually John Lennon. Um, but there was a cover by another artist, and they flipped that for the sample. Oh. Uh, okay. No drums on it, and Pusha T is just the meanest person on earth on that song. Um, that song is fantastic. Diet Coke's a bop. Uh, Hear Me Clearly, the Nego one is on this record. Yeah. I thought it was going to be on only Nego's album, but I'm glad that they crossed it over here because I did like that song better than Diet Coke. Um, and Neck and Wrist with Jay-Z is great still. Rock and Roll with Kanye and Cuddy. This is the last That's song, the apparently, last that Kanye and Cuddy will be on together. According to I call Cap. Um, but... I mean, I feel like they always have, like, a rough patch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, song's pretty good. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of a lower point in the back half of the record. Um, I mean, having a song with Lil Uzi and Don Tolliver, like, is weird for a Pusha T song. Um, but I think they still did well. It's just a little odd, but I do like it. Yeah. Um, I think Pray For You, the, the last track, is, like, a good way to send it off uh, that the energy comes back um, you got Malice uh, they actually feature clips on here now that didn't do that on Friday um, and Labyrinth Labyrinth has an amazing voice um, I don't know if I've listened to any of his music but man oh. his voice uh, oh he's, he did the Euphoria, the Euphoria soundtrack yeah that's what I'm seeing yeah okay um, but his voice is insane I love it um, but Malice Malice has a fantastic verse pushes good um yeah, I, I think this record is very good. I, I'm not 100% getting it yet. I feel like, I feel like I should rec- like this record more than I do. It's weird, because um, like you have a winning combination. You have Pusha T with Pharrell and Kanye. This should like be the best thing ever, and it's, it's great. But it's I feel like I'm missing something still. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'll just repeat it. Listens a little click more. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I still feel like Daytona is like next level. But some of the bars on here are fantastic, though. So I'll still probably catch some as I listen. But yeah, he's cold blooded as always. So good job, Pusha T. Nice. Very good. Love um, to see it. I don't know how you're this consistent twenty years in. But <laughs> crazy, crazy good. Um, the Smile did come out with a new single when they announced the album. Okay. Uh, free in the Knowledge. Um, I say this every time they release a single, but this one's probably the best single. Uh, <laughs> they just keep getting better as they release things. Um, this one's very good. It is more Radiohead-ish. I think this was a Radiohead song that they turned into this one. Mm. Um, but they got some, some or- orchestral strings that come in. It's very, very spacey. Uh, I mean, that's all you need for Tom York and stuff, so... We'll see what this record's sounding like. I feel like they're going to do some uh, heavier rock stuff like uh, the first single they did, and then I think it'll be a very easy listening experience. They seem yeah. like they're just having fun. Um, 
which is good. I mean, the songs are still sad, but they're not, like, soul-crushingly depressing like most Radiohead records are, so I feel like this will be a lot lighter of a listen. Sure. Which is good. I mean, at least I would hope so with the cover art looking like that. Um, <laughs> they could just completely, like, not go that way. Reminds me of King of Limbs, um, which King of Limbs was very, like, not depressing. It was just very weird, offbeat, and strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, those are new release stuff. Uh, so that's what's coming, and that's what came out this week. Epic. Um, I did listen to a lot of things this week. Oh, My good. Journey. <laughs> uh, I've dug it too far. Uh, I'm doing the same thing Jerry's doing. We're we're on a parallel path right now. Yes. We're just letting people tell us what's good, and then we're <laughs> seeing if it's good, and then we're finding out that it's good. It's a big um, surprise every time. It's a big surprise. Um, <laughs> I'll start with Godspeed, because I said I was going to listen to more records last week. Uh, I ended last week with Yankee. Um, that's continuing to grow on me. I love that one. Um, so I went on to... I guess I'll go in order of what I listened to. Um, so the first three records were released from 1997 to 2002. Then they took a 10-year hiatus, and then came back in 2012. So... okay. This one is Alleluia, Don't Bend a Send that came out in 2012. Um, it is not too... It, it doesn't feel like they've been gone for 10 years, but it is different. Um, it's a lot more... I feel like the records get more and more aggressive as I'm going through. It's a lot less ambient and a lot more like drone. Um, mm. Although, I, with this one, I get very big like visions of like uh, Middle Eastern wars and things, because that's what it would would have been happening in the sure. past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sound That's the sound I'm hearing. That's what the album art is giving me. Um, I usually find out the deeper meaning of these records like three weeks after I listen to them. And the vinyl packaging for all these records um, actually explains a lot more about the record. So, because I, I, now, I now own four Godspeed records and I owned one last week. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. So you're in <laughs> I'm in it for sure. Um, but this record's very good. I feel like they have a formula. It's like the up thing. They have a formula. <laughs> they stick to it, and it works very well. Yeah. Long songs that are super atmospheric, that have slow builds, and then it crescendos that are not humanly possible. That's um, like crescendo, crescendos that you would normally be like, okay, this is, the, this is the most intense that this crescendo will get, and then it goes up again somehow. Like, I don't know how you even find room for that. It's like you're singing at the top of your lungs and there's like some second wind that comes in and you just go <laughs> higher. Um, that's what a lot of their crescendos sound like. This record does it as well. Um, I, I like that it's it's under an hour. I actually like their longer records. Um, but I think this one works very well within its time limit. Um, but yeah, I love the drone throughout it. It's a lot more... It's, it's very war-centric, like Yankee. I feel like they use drone to kind of like... Uh, make that feeling more so there's always like this humming guitar um down there but this record's really good i feel like i need to again give it more listens um i feel like i'm getting to the the end almost i have their 2015 one their 2017 one and their 2021 record oh okay so get near the end um but i also listened to there was an ep i missed that people <laughs> praise a lot there was an ep between uh the first album and the second album that i didn't realize um so that is an ep it is 28 minutes long uh how many songs do you think are in that two 
Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to fill an EP, so two songs, but two it's like thirty songs. minutes. So yeah. Um, but it's the right for New Zero Canada. Uh, it's got Moya and Blaze Bailey finning in the third. Um, both very good tracks. It, it does feel like a blend of the first and second albums. Um, I feel like the the second track on here is kind of like praised as like one of the best Godspeed ones, if not the best Godspeed song. Um, this one is a lot more. It's a lot less like up to interpretation and a lot more like here's a vocal snippet like of an interview with someone um, that happens like at the first part of the track for like four and a half minutes and then comes back later um, and then kind of builds the song around that. So it's a lot more they treat it like a movie score and base the music off of what's going on rather than making the sound palette and then adding things into it. Um, But it's just this guy talking about how he got a speeding ticket um, and, like, going to court and, like, telling the judge off because the judge is, like, you know, obviously, like, dehumanizing him for having a speeding ticket. Um, and then he's just saying, like, America's a third-world country. I'm like, I've been saying that for years. This guy said in 98. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I, I bought this record. Uh, this, this, this EP's very good. I should say that first. But I bought this record. I bought Yankee. Um, and I ordered uh, F-sharp, A-sharp, Infinity. Um I got that this week in the mail. I, I ordered it from their band camp. They send you a personalized note with the record. Oh. The record is embossed. There's, You get one of three images, and they hand glue it to the cover. <laughs> and there's, like, a goodie bag inside. Really? There's, like, literal schematics of a train. Um, there's a smashed penny that got ran over by a train. There's, like, a notepad with, like, like explaining the album and its creation, um, so it's like it was like a twenty five dollar record, and it's like the best packaging I have for a record. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. It's like extremely personalized, um, yeah. which I mean heightens the album. Obviously, it's a very, it's a very down, like apocalyptic album, and they're like, here, I'm a, we're gonna send you a personalized note. The the, it's a mixed media record, like it's literally like we're gonna glue an image on the front for you and put a whole bunch of the crap in here to, like, help you understand the music more. It's like um, getting a Wakaliwood movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the label on the record, there's no label on the record. The oh, the song... It's just black? It's just black. Oh, and wow. the CD version has song names. This one has song descriptions. They're not song names. It just describes what the song is, and it's etched into the dead space of the record. Oh, Interesting. So it's like I had to look at it in the light and be like, okay, what side do I play first? Um, but the record is 38 minutes compared to the hour and three that the CD version is. Um, so it kind of mashes up the two. Okay. And there's certain parts that like exist on the record that don't exist on the CD, and then there's parts on the CD that don't exist on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it still works very well. I think I still prefer the CD version because I like that more drawn-out type stuff. Um, but... I feel like the first half of the LP is, like, a lot more haunting. Like, there's a there's a lot more, like, atmosphere to it. I think the record helps it because it's, like, that dead air. Um, it reads better when it's on speakers than it is in headphones. But there's, like, there's like train snippets that are, like, like sound recorded on, like, an old microphone. Um, and all these weird things that come in. Uh, so it's a lot more like chilling when you have this physical piece of art that you're playing on this record. Um, 
with like all these handwritten things that they give you and everything. It's like, wow, this is kind of crazy. This is like sent from like another universe. This is wild. Um, it's like you get like a time capsule that you dug up mm-hmm. and like you're just putting it on record for it to like to hear it. Um, and the scariest part of the record is like the song, the album title doesn't make sense for the CD version, but for the vinyl record on the last LP or the last side of it, there's a deadlock on the vinyl and it just plays an F sharp and an A sharp forever in that loop. And we'll just play forever until you hit stop on the record player. Really? Um, and it is scary. That's cool. Yeah. And the last track ends in a very like ominous way. And then it just gets locked into this. So it's like boom, 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 just like constantly. So it's like, it's kind of like the sound of like a train chugging along like slowly. Uh, and it doesn't end ever. And it's very scary. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. This like wins best packaging ever. Like this is nuts. Yeah. But yeah, that was F sharp, A sharp. Yankee includes a like chart of the three biggest uh, music labels um, and compares them to uh, like warmongers mm. and and compares all their subsidiaries. Like here's here's Sony, here's everything they own, and here's what they're funding. Oh, yeah. They put all of that on the back of a record. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, these guys that. do not play. That's pretty metal. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, these are these are anarchists I can get behind, right? Here. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. lefty anarchists that are just making great <laughs> music. But yeah, they just put, like, this gigantic threat on the back. It's like, here's everything you fund. Um, and the, the front cover's like, we're, we're talking about war, but we're also talking about you. The cover is just dropping bombs. Um, Damn. Yeah. And for the Slow Riot vinyl, uh, the back cover is how to make a Molotov cocktail. So. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I love these guys. But, yeah, I got, like, three more records from them. Um, So those will be coming in the next couple of weeks. I have to listen to the other ones. Uh, We're getting there. Almost. But I've been very, very much enjoying them. After this, I'm going to the Swans. So I feel like I will be ready. You think you're ready? I think I'll be ready. I think I've gotten a better standpoint of where I need to start because I started at the wrong end. I need to start with, like, soundtracks for the blind Uh, and then work my way up. Okay. But we'll get there. Um, But all this is very depressing music, so I'm like, give me something, like, give me something fresh. Give me something not down in the dumps because there's there's way too much going on. Yeah. Um, So through my very, like, I'm I'm deep in it now, um, Sigaros is is the group name. They are from Iceland. Yes. Um, I did not know this album existed. I've never seen the album cover. I've never seen any of it. But when it comes to like post rock things, this is like near the top of like every single list. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Um, but as I like read like the tags and what people were saying, it's like it's like life affirming, positive, heavenly, ethereal. I'm like, wow, these are not things I was getting for Godspeed. Um, <laughs> So I put it on, and, like, it, it really is. It's, like, it's, like, incredibly, like, ethereal. Um, yeah, this is, like, the this is like the Arthur meme when, like, the guy puts on the headphones and he just, like, ascends. Or he's, like, when did they stop tuning their instruments? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing the music. Like, this is the music, and then he just, like, ascends. This is what this record is. Um, yeah, it, it's insanely, like, euphoric. Uh, I feel like music that's beautiful has to come from somewhere like Iceland where it's just like a beautiful like area. Yeah. And I, I mean, it sounds like it too. It's like, man, this is, this is just so full and like high and it's every, everything is just really, really nice. 
the singer has a very like high falsetto as well. I can't understand anything because half of it's in Icelandic and half of it is in a language he made up. Oh, good. So <laughs> nobody can fully understand the record because he just made up a language for it. I'm like, all right. I mean, go cool. off, I guess. Yeah. But um, I think these guys opened for Radiohead like on their 2000 tour, which does make sense. Like, this is Radiohead if not depressed. Radiohead if they enjoyed living. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, after like all the, the Godspeed of like capitalism is literally destroying our lives and it's happening right before your eyes right now the world isn't uh gonna be like some giant like apocalyptic like moment it's literally unfolding right now and this record where it's like man this is just beautiful (laughs) that's what you need yeah no this this thing is gorgeous um i i don't know how to pronounce anything on it it's all in icelandic but like i don't need to it's like this (laughs) is just this is just great it's it's still post rock. There's still some crescendos on it, but a lot more use of like like higher strings. There's not any drone really. Um, there's a cool bass line and like Olson Olson, um, but like everything's very light. But this is also what I was looking for. Like I need some contrast here, and this is fantastic. So there you go. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna do their whole discog because they do like a lot of film stuff, um, which makes sense for any post rock group to do. Yeah. Yeah, so that's very nice. I, I, I definitely, that's like probably one of the most like accessible post-rock ones I've listened to as well. It's very easy listening. It's just you put it on and it's just nice. There's nothing to think about. It's just, oof. But Then I can get yeah. into it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was a, there was a lot this week. That was a lot. Yeah, and I have something. Let's go. I know, crazy stuff. Um... I don't know if this has been necessarily discussed on the channel a whole lot, but I'm a pretty big Post Malone fan. No. Uh, I don't think we've discussed it much. No, we have not, because he's been gone for yeah. four I think we four talked years? about Hollywood's Bleeding on the podcast when it came out, but that was a long we time ago. We probably did. It's, yeah. it's been that long that we've been doing the podcast, because I think that came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. So it's been three years. Um, we've gotten some weirdo singles. We got Motley Crue, the Playboy Cardi wannabe song. Yep. <laughs> um, we got one right now with The Weeknd. We're posted pretty good. The Weeknd was too busy doing Don FM. So mm-hmm. he had to just... I forgot that song existed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I listened to it the other day because it, uh, it just came on okay. when I was listening to The Weeknd. And then it just I think they tried to make a smash hit and failed. Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do. Well, it's like two of the biggest people in pop right now. Yeah, I mean, they I both get, gave like a, a B plus effort, so I was like, yeah. Post gave more effort than the weekend did. Yeah, the weekend was kind of doing he his was, thing. He was, I understand, he was busy making one of the best <laughs> pop albums ever, um, so that's yeah. fine. Um, but you know, he did that. I think that's pretty much it in terms of like recent history. Like, I don't think he's gonna be putting the um, Pokemon song. On the album, I think I Motley Crue and One Right Now probably are going to be on there. If I wasn't a guess, I'm a guessing man, but I, I hope he realizes that those two, two singles didn't hit like he meant to, and then leaves them off the album. I love when artists do that. I have no idea. It sounds like there's a lot of studio interference, but ah. we'll get into that. I he did an Instagram live the other day. I think it's his first Instagram live ever because he was confused on how it worked. 
<laughs> he was like, I don't know how this is working. He was just like, he was wanting to play songs. Um, he was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I wanted to just drop the album for you guys and have you guys just listen to the whole thing. But the studio wants me to play snippets. So that's what we're going to do. He just went on Instagram Live, loaded up like, I think it was like almost five songs. I, I listened to the whole thing. Um, and he was like, yeah, uh, I poured my heart into it. I pulled my soul into it. Um, it's 14 tracks. Um, so in contrast, Beer Bongs had 18. Hollywood's Bleeding had 17. So this is a little bit of a shorter record. Um, and if the songs are short. The song, yeah, that's true. I, I, my guess is that it's going for a little bit more. I don't know. It, it sounds different. It sounds more like beer bongs than it does Hollywood's Bleeding, but also there's like a lot of. He like does a lot of choirs. Like he's doing a lot of backing vocals with himself, which I'm all for. It sounded really good, um, based on the audio for an Instagram live when he was playing songs through a speaker. So not the best quality, but from what I could tell, yeah. it actually was. It sounded pretty good. Um, the features uh, of the songs he showed, I think the biggest one was Doja Cat. A lot of people were excited for that one. Uh, the Kid Leroy, um, <laughs> he's on it. And Roddy, <laughs> Roderick Rich was also on it. Uh, the Roderick Rich song probably was the worst <laughs> one, in my opinion, that he yeah. did. It was the first one, too. And then he played that song like, oh, no, is this going to suck? Like, is this whole thing going to be horrible? That, the rest of them were pretty good. The Kid Leroy song was actually pretty dece. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Kid Leroy was just doing, like, um, backing vocals with Post in the chorus, um, which actually sounded pretty good. Like, he's going for, like, a more... I don't know how to describe it. Like, gospel... I don't want to say gospel... Because it doesn't sound like gospel. It's more full. Yeah, a little bit more full. A lot more, like, vocals in it. But it still sounds like... There's, like, the trap beats and, you know, the stuff that we know from, I guess, both Hollywood's Bleeding and Beer Bongs, but especially Beer Bongs. Hollywood's Bleeding is more popular. Beer Bongs is so far above everything else he's done. Yeah. I, I hate to be that one guy where it's like, an artist should do this again, but he should do that again. I think he should do that again. Yes. Yeah. Um... And then I think he said this song has Doja Cat on it, and then he didn't play her verse. Like, he played, like, his verse and then the chorus, and then he's like, I'm getting yelled at by the studio. I'm playing too yeah, much of the song. Yeah, it might not have been finalized yet. Yeah. Um, but the one song I thought was really, really good, uh, he called, it's, it's a long name. It's Love, Hate, Letter to Alcohol. Um, that one was awesome. That one was just, like, full-on choir going over this, like, string and horn section. It kind of reminded me of that Kanye-produced song on Hollywood's Bleeding. Is that, like, Internet or something? Internet, I think, yeah. But it was just, like, heavenly, and it's just, like, him pouring his guts out about his, like, alcohol, like, stuff that he deals with. And, like, he played the whole song on accident. I think he, like, left, and then he came back, <laughs> and he was like, oh, snap, the whole song went. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I was I was impressed. He's like, I don't have any times for you. I'm just telling you, like, I'm just doing what the studio is telling me to do. And I'm just here. It was like in a dark room. He just had like the light, like the flashlight of his phone is the only lighting in there. He was just like smoking doobies and drinking Bud Light. And he was just like, 
Yeah, this is the song. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, if you are in, like, if you want to listen to it, I guess you can, but it is like pretty much five songs in their entirety because he keeps accidentally leaving the songs on for too long. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty much like half the album in this Instagram live, but I did enjoy most of it. We don't have any other details. I think it's called 24 Carat uh, Toothache. I believe that's what it's called. Uh, I think it's 15 Carat. 15 Carat. Oh, I'm getting it confused with 24 Carat Magic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it. We know how many tracks there are. We don't have track lists or dates or anything. Yeah, it uh, seems like there's some uh, some not good chemistry happening over there. Yeah. That's why, like, I'm like, yeah. I want him to get, like, away from the studio Which stuff. is either going to make, yeah, it's going to make, like, a really shaky album or a really good album as, like, a in-your-face type thing. I don't know. It sounded, like, like... Let me do my thing. From what I could tell, like, it sounded different than Hollywood's mm-hmm. Bleeding, which I think is what we were both worried about, is that it's going to be another yep. pop post... Because that one way too, like, yeah, pop too commercial. Yeah. I want, like, another Beer Bongs where, like... Yeah, you can have your fun songs, but also, like, contrast that. And the majority of what he played were, like, sad songs. Like, he played the Doja Cat song. He was like, I'm going to do an upbeat song because I know everyone's sick of being sad. So here's the Doja Cat song. And that one sounded, like, pretty upbeat. But If you got Doja, you got to go hard. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I don't know. It sounded good. I was surprised. I saw Post Malone was trending. And I feared the worst that he got abducted by aliens. Freak. I know. I think he talked Make about that really on good. Joe Rogan. Uh, what's what is he? The Bud Light guy? Yeah. Like Bud Light commercial. He's done a couple Bud Light commercials. He, he did the he's Super Bowl commercial for Bud Light he's like, Seltzer. He's like the new Chance the Rapper. Like the, the industry spit yeah. out Chance the Rapper after he did all that, so now they picked up Post Malone. Yeah. Chance like didn't have a studio. Like, The Big Days is debut album. He didn't have an album out, but he picked up, like, so many brand deals, and then they just completely just threw him out after that. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with his new stuff. Do we have any news about that? I don't know. He hasn't said anything. Okay. I hope that comes out uh, May 13th. It comes out May 13th, so (laughs) it doesn't know exists. That's why I was like, like post, so <laughs> post said he didn't have any dates. And I'm like, I wonder if just everything is up in the air right now. Well, yeah, if things were scheduled now, things are going to be rescheduled. Yeah. We're so. like, po- I guess Post does kind of have that rap, like a little bit from Stony, But I don't think, it, yeah. I don't know if that. If you, even if you're a pop star, you don't want to do May 13th. No. It's not going to be good for you. No. I feel like, I mean, Kendrick has the pull of like, whatever in the day like max artists like prince like those people that require like deep listening um and are like critically acclaimed and so much like you you want to back off basically i remember that happened with kanye and donda where like people were like nope we are avoiding this one yep like i think people could tell that that one was gonna be a big one we're like reschedule we're getting out of here yeah which sucked because he rescheduled when the album was coming out four times. <laughs> People, I think, keep being like, Ugh, when do I release something? Yeah. Drake nobody cares about anymore. Cause it's kinda right. Like, it w- well, and it's that one. He's going to pull massive numbers, but like, it's less of like a, people will still talk about your record. 
Yeah. Because people will just kind of like spit Drake out. Well, there's dedicated Drake fans. There like, is. It's like yeah, J. Cole. Apparently. Yeah. There's, there's dedicated J. Cole like J. Cole fans. fans are annoying too, but they're yeah. at least quieter. <laughs> and have more of a point than Drake fans. Yeah, Drake, I don't know. They keep yeah. uh, uh, sending me Drake songs when I'm done listening to, to Kendrick because I've been listening to his stuff. And I'm like, ah, stop recommending me Drake. Stop playing me Drake. I don't want to listen to it. It keeps, it it keeps playing like Way Too Sexy. I don't want to listen to that. I love Way Too Sexy. Though. I know you do. I don't. <laughs> no, forever, my hottest take is like Way Too I think sexy. it might be. Uh, I don't know. No. I, I'm allowed no. to miss sometimes, okay? Yeah. And this but, is this is the hill I'm the hill I'm dying on. I miss like ninety like percent of the times. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I, I right can't even touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, that was it. I just that I was just it. That's it was all I have. Um, stay tuned for things that come out. I mean, it's just going to be Kendrick talk for the next three weeks, and then three weeks after the album comes I mean, out, so just prepare yourself for that. If there's stuff, like, I don't think if there's, stuff, if yeah. there's nothing released next week, we're not going to be, what, no. th- what could this, uh, no, we're not. Yeah, there, there's it. nothing more to, like, really process, and I don't want to dig too deep, because, like, averting expectations is something he's going to do, so I'd rather just not have expectations to begin with. Yeah. And I know he's going to put out great art, so it's, like, not even, like, a worry of mine. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be good. I just don't know if I'll like it. Yeah. That's my worry. I, I, it took me a really long time to come around to Good Kid for some reason, even though that's, like, the most accessible one. I mean, when you started with, like, T-Bab and Damn, though, it's, like, hard. Well, Damn, like, instantly hooked me. Oh, yeah, I Damn's think, great. I think it's one of the, like, most visceral, like, experiences I've had with a record where, like, you yep. get that ending, and then it reverses, and then you get the beginning of it again, and I'm like... Uh, what 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 does that People mean underrate like yeah. again I'm a, I, I talked about Fantano last week I'm talking about Fantano again okay like people loved Damn until Fantano gave it a 7 and then all of a sudden hip hop Twitter was like Damn isn't that good Damn I love like, Damn is amazing Damn like, is have like, you heard this thing I, I, let's do it again this week I'm like oh my god how is this his like quote unquote worst record it's my favorite I think that's yeah, my hottest insane. take although I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't know what is worst, like, what's accepted as Kendrick's worst record. I mean, I'd say Section 80 is just a lower level because he wasn't as experienced. It's still a very good record. I I still haven't listened to that. It doesn't have the polish of the next three. It has, like, the rawness of, like, a great rap album, but, like, it's not as, like, polished. I guess it would be a hot take if I said Untitled Unmastered is my favorite Kendrick record. That would be a hot take. That would be a hot take. Because then it's just like, what are you doing? I like, like it. It's, it's yeah, fine. But it's like, like the, the B-sides of T-Pab are better than T-Pab. But for... No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Listen to Damn. Listen to Kendrick before it starts coming out. This is my, uh, I, I've given myself, uh, I've allowed myself to listen to Kendrick again. Oh, good. Um, so. <laughs> Just because, like, you know, I, I overdid it when I first got into Kendrick. I listened yeah. to him, like, for a year straight. Um I was in, like, the top 0.05% on, like, the Spotify rap thing or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I'm chilling for, like, three years, and now I'm back. I, I still listen to him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm still on my folk idiot. I'm still listening to Carrie and Lowell every day because I hate myself. Um, but Not much know. better than me. I'm listening <laughs> True. to apocalyptic True. soundscapes for three hours. <laughs> yeah, but I still throw on... Uh, I threw on a uh, damn the other day. 
because it, 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 it just makes me feel good. Bangs. It bangs. And it won a Pulitzer, which is the best thing that he's ever done. Exactly. Can you believe that he's the only person ever to win a Pulitzer Prize? It's nuts. Crazy ever. stuff. Ever. Crazy stuff. They should name it the Kendrick Prize because he's the only person to win it. They should. They the keep... Kung Fu Kenny Award. That would be pretty awesome. Cowboy Kenny. Cowboy Kenny. When is he called Cowboy Kenny? Uh, I think that's just what people called him when Range Brothers came out because he's doing the brother. Oh, that's a good. That was that's a good yeah, name. Cowboy Kenny. That's a good one. Got I feel it. like he might have said it in a performance too. He did that one like Vegas performance. I thought I thought he said yeah. Cowboy Kenny. Yeah, he did do that. Where he did like everything he ever did. Yeah. Those are like little details that I don't want to forget. Like the ending of that show where you like sat in the chair and then had all the people come out and they were all dressed in like some like old school like like Bible era like drip. And I'm like, oh, we're about to get something huge. We're getting, yeah. The, I have no idea where this is going. And then with him floating on the water and stuff, I'm like, man, he's going to be on another level here. It's going to be biblical. It's going to be big. He's gonna I would have to baptized. read the Bible three times to understand the one song. <laughs> reference Job what does it mean what does Job what is Job what? he's my favorite the rest of the development character but they don't know what oh I forgot to mention Will Arnett is in our flag meets death too let's go yeah he's great he's great in it I need uh, to rewatch Bojack yeah getting Bojack's a feeling great. to rewatch it I'm like I should just put that on when I'm working yeah just really make yourself sad yeah well, I know everything that happens now so it's a little bit less true I don't think I could watch it I Sometimes think, feeling sad is good, you know? you got to get it out. I would have to skip the episode with um, the daughter. Yeah, that's rough. I don't think I could watch that again. That's rough. That is, that is one of... <laughs> that is the most uncomfortable I've ever been by a TV show, yeah. I think. And now with Netflix, like, cutting their animation budget, I'm like, i got to appreciate BoJack again. Yeah, yeah. They canceled Bone. Everyone's really sad. Frick. My my buddy uh, was in Savannah. He was he said I'm really bummed that Bones is canceled, and then I had to break the news to him that Bones has been canceled for like five years. Yeah, it, it was a, a crime drama with Zoe Deschanel's sister. That's true. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I'm going I to go revive Bones. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask uh, DiMartino and uh, uh, Konietzko uh, see if they can make it a thing in their Avatar Studios. <laughs> I'm gonna send them an email. Netflix is dead. We're going to Apple now. I don't know. We're on Amazon. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> I don't. You brought up two companies that I cannot. I only like Apple because they make Ted Lasso. That's yeah. Like, that's funny, but I'm not getting Apple so that I can watch. What is what was Apple? They they did some movie, Frick, ah, Power of the Dog. Some I don't know. It was one of the Oscar movies. I don't care. Okay, I'm gonna go send an email now. Bye. <laughs>